Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. Episode 301. <laughs> we are starting over <laughs> in the 300s. Episode 301. Here we go. It is Thursday here in Cincinnati. It's gray, it's rainy, it's dreary, and it's really cold. I think we're going down into the 20s tonight. So, <laughs> I am so much more a warm weather person, and this initial shift into winter is always a little like, ugh for me (laughs) especially when there's no sunshine today I'm like what I could not live in a place where there wasn't a lot of sunshine I think I would be a very very grumpy person so today I have been listening to this summit I mentioned it on Facebook I think on Saturday if you remember last week I challenged you if you're a regular listener I challenge you to try a kundalini yoga class, even if it's just watching one online and doing some of the kriyas or um, practicing the chants, you know, whatever calls to you. I sort of threw the gauntlet down (laughs) last week on Friday. And then, I think it was Friday. And then on Saturday, this email showed up in my inbox and it was for a kundalini yoga summit. Of course I signed up (laughs) because I wanted to learn more. I have been practicing kundalini yoga probably, I want to say it's been two years now. I think that's about right. Um, My friend Jenny recommended that I do the curtain kriya, which I've talked about here before, the satana ma chant, um, to help with my breathing. She had read about it. And so I started doing it, loved it, and then eventually that guided me into the practice of kundalini yoga. And So I do some on my own, and then I go to weekly class on Thursdays with my mom. Except today my mom is on vacation, so she wasn't here with me, so I went by myself. But as I've been driving, I've been listening to some of the audios from this Kundalini Yoga Summit. So interesting. There's a history, I knew some of the history of how the movement started, but I've learned so much more from listening to these experts talking. There is a. There was this very wise man who channeled all of the information for kundalini yoga at least this is the the premise you know i'm not sure before him hundreds of years ago if maybe this already existed and we didn't know about it or it wasn't written down but he brought yogi bhajan brought kundalini yoga to the united states to the west um they said today it was 50 years ago i can't believe that but 50 years ago and some of the people who are speaking were alive and studying under Yogi Bhajan when he was bringing these teachings. And so it's been interesting to learn how he taught and the ways that he would um, advise or counsel people 
to learn some new practice. You know, the woman today was saying that he was really a hard teacher, that he asked and demanded of them things that they weren't skilled in. Like she told in the story, she was told by him to run a restaurant. She's like, I don't know how to run a restaurant. And she was told to birth babies. She's like, I don't know how to birth babies. And so she had to learn all these things that were outside of her wheelhouse. But she said she always trusted that he must know something greater than she knew about herself. And so he had this intention that felt very pure to her of guiding her towards her highest self. And so she would do whatever he said, and it has all come together into this beautiful life that she's been living, teaching so many things that she learned when she was in his community. And so she was just sharing a lot of that in her, the woman today was sharing a lot of those, conver- those stories in her conversation. She's now 77, and she's still practicing kundalini yoga and teaching kundalini yoga and traveling the world and teaching women who are pregnant how to have a conscious pregnancy. I mean, it's so cool. It's so cool what she's doing. It's so cool and so necessary. But she was sharing today this line, this one line. She said it a few times, and it just resonated so deeply with me. She said, How can you teach what you do not live? Because the woman who is running the summit asked her specifically, do you still practice kundalini yoga every day? Are you still doing, I think it's called satana, are you still doing that every morning? And I don't do that every morning. I meditate and then I do the yoga kriyas as I'm inspired, which is more in the winter than in the summer because I like to be outside in the summer. But a true yogi, in the way that kundalini kundalini yoga defines it, you do your practice every morning and you do it every day, all the time. And so there's a discipline that she was describing that she has in her yoga practice. And she said, how can I not practice yoga and then go teach others that they should be practicing yoga? That's so not in alignment. Why would I, how could I do that and be an effective teacher? And she said, my intention is that I do yoga every day until I decide, she said, God, until God decides I'm done. (laughs) I would have said, I decide I'm done because the soul decides, I believe, when you transition. But she, she said, until I die, this is what I want to experience in my day, is my yoga practice. She's living the teachings. And so I was reflecting on that while I was in yoga today, watching my 70-year-old instructor kick my butt. (laughs) I'm telling you, like, they're so strong, these teachers. They're so disciplined. (laughs) They just sit there and make it look easy, and then I'm dying over on the side. (laughs) But also, like, clearly I love it, or I wouldn't keep going back. But I was pondering that, you know, living the teachings and how we don't have a lot of examples, I, I feel. We don't have enough examples of leaders who are living their teachings. And, you know, there, there were lots of individuals that came to mind immediately as I was thinking of out-of-integrity examples. I'm sure everyone knows someone who's out-of-integrity. But even some of the great what I would call masters or teachers, they were still human. You know, they still had these human lives they were living and human emotions and desires that would get them in trouble. Trouble in the definition of, you know, they would fall from grace. 
and they're they're not perfect but the teachings that come through individuals that can be passed on from human to human from generation to generation those teachings when they're pure when the intention behind them is pure they live on despite what the leaders who might be teaching them uh, experience in their journey. The teachings carry their power. And then as the teachings spread, we have more and more people who have the possibility, the opportunity to live the teachings. And perhaps, as this woman was describing today in her interview, perhaps as more and more people, humans, are embodying this practice of yoga or whatever the teaching is that you're resonating with, as more people embody pure teachings, more people are going to be living from that truth. And then they will teach it to others. And then more people will be living from that truth. <laughs> and, and eventually, perhaps, we could have a world where integrity is the norm and being out of integrity stands out immediately. When you're not in alignment with the teachings you say you're practicing, everyone around you knows it. And then you can come back into alignment with, you know, more support around you. And it was really amazing to sit and just ponder <laughs> all of this as I was getting my butt kicked. <laughs> I was also reflecting, you know, we can talk about it in terms of yoga and then there's also teaching, literally, like student educational teaching. And I was just reflecting on my husband. He is a teacher for theater set design, and he's so gifted and creative, and he just has these incredible visions of what a set could look like and how to build it, like how to bring this beautiful idea into a physical construct that an audience can sit in front of and marvel at. And then he works with high school students to build these creations. I mean, it's absolutely remarkable. And every time I see a new set that he's designed and he and his students have built, I'm just blown away, like humbled at how they did that, how they create that and do it in such a short amount of time with such a tight budget. You know, they're just, they're very disciplined in their practice and their art. But as I was sitting there pondering, living the teachings, you know, I, I was just so proud again and amazed at the way that my husband lives what he teaches. You know, you're never going to see him sitting watching someone doing something while he's just standing back. Like he's right in there with the students and building with them and showing them how to do it. And it's just a really inspiring way to witness a teacher a teacher who's living what he practices and so I was just appreciating my husband as I was reflecting on that today we go tonight to see the show that they're putting on the major musical for this year so I just can feel this um, buzz <laughs> of energy within his little circle of his students and his community there is a lot going on in his world today so just sending him some extra love but for all of us you know well and then to go back to living the teachings again for a moment yesterday I created an intention grid and I I was inspired to do it by <laughs> one of the people in my energy gym class 
who was talking about how I had shared with her a while ago that, you know, intention grids are so powerful and an experience I'd had with this young man who was <laughs> teaching me a lot during intention grid. And she reminded me of that. And so in the gym class, we were talking about how she could use an intention grid to create um, some structure around something she wanted to shift in her life. And when I went to bed that night, I was like, oh, it's going to be so cool for her. And she's going to have this awesome intention grid. And I'm so glad she's remembering to do that. And this will be great. And then I woke up in the morning yesterday with this brilliant idea that I should do an intention grid. Why? Because I was telling her to do it. So clearly there was a match for me where I wouldn't have been saying it to her. This is living the teachings. Living the teachings is also what you tell other people to do. Clearly you should look at for yourself because if you're advising someone else to do it, there's something in you that needs to be explored in that topic too. And so I sat down in my meditation yesterday and was just questioning, like, how's an intention grid going to help me when I'm looking at is time? And how am I going to figure out time with stones? And, and also, it's exactly what I teach, right? This is what I practice every Sunday on the meditation call, is how do we feel an energy and then anchor it into this earthly dimension? And I, I use stones and grids to do that. So I create a grid every week, <laughs> but... <laughs> As my beautiful friend reminded me, perhaps I could do a grid just for myself <laughs> that might help me. <laughs> and so that's what I did yesterday afternoon. It was so much fun. I videotaped it and then I posted it on my YouTube channel. So if you have not played with intention grids before, I really invite you to watch the video and learn and practice and maybe have a new tool in your bag, a new teaching that you can bring into your journey that will help you also because we are constantly offered new practices and new teachings um, some resonate some don't many don't when we find the ones that do resonate you know put them in your toolbox and then when you need that resource it's available for you and you can continue you know living what you're teaching or what you're practicing so for me it was an amazing um validation of the power of intention and the power of being clear about your intention and working through it until you are clear. So it was fun. It was a fun afternoon. So I bring to you this topic of living the teachings. If you are interested in the summit that I'm describing somewhere on my Facebook page, I had a link to it. Um, or you can look it up. Uh, what's it called? You'll just have to look. I think it's the Shift Network, and it's the Kundalini Yoga Summit. I don't know the exact title of it. Um, and the title of the one that I listened to today by this beautiful old yogi, older yogi who's 77, um, I think her title was um, Grace. It had the word grace in it, by the grace of God or flowing with grace. It was really powerful. So thank you to all of the experts and masters who continue to teach all of us and um, let, let us practice living what we are teaching. Okay, it's going to be fun. <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow. So much love to you today.
Thank you for tuning in to this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me on Sunday mornings for an hour of meditation, visualization, and energy healing, where we realign our mind-body-spirit with Gaia and Source. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.